FCC family, and thank you guys for tuning in to episode two of our Oh Yeah, yeah podcast and our Sunday's Leftovers. Uh, it's been a great first week of Advent, diving into um, hope and reading each and every night with our family and stuff and, and diving into that. And um, this week with us being able to dive a little more into love and looking at love, it really will give us, I think, even more understanding of the word hope as a part of love. Absolutely. They go together. Um, and so I just want to say to you that, listen, so maybe you're not through with the hope we get. My family is not. I'll straight up be honest. We had a real busy weekend. We were going back and forth, and then we got home. We just passed out. So what we'll do tonight is do uh, what we're behind on and then get started in the love. And so that's okay. It's one of the great things about this devotional book. And listen, if you don't have one, we'll be happy to send you one. Send us a message. We'll mail it to you. Drop it off. Whatever we need to do. But it's just a time to get together as family, and they do not take that long. But uh, we're so glad that you guys are uh, going through that with us and our families and our church. Yeah, definitely. And um, it's just a way for us to love one on, on one another throughout this time as well as is through these devotion books and things like that. And, you know, with the topic of love that, that we're diving into and we, we dove into on Sunday of this week, um, you know, I talked a little bit about uh, my wife and I's relationship kind of towards the end of the sermon and a little bit about Mary and Joseph and all those types of things, um, which led me to a question I wanted to ask you. Sure. Of, I want to know kind of about your first date with your wife. Okay. So before I get into the first date, let me answer about the, the, the song, uh, because you guys were talking about that yesterday in the sermon. I was not there. I was celebrating my daughter's 19th birthday uh, in Cleveland, Tennessee, uh, where she goes to school and got to see an incredible concert there uh, that she was involved in. And so uh, when I was driving back, I had the opportunity to catch up to listen to the sermon. And I, I love the songs that came to mind, uh, you know, and, and the different songs about love. Uh, I just think of Tina Turner, man, what's love got to do with it, you know? Uh, but, you know, me and my wife were married uh, in 1999. And so we're, we've been married longer than we were separated uh, growing up. And so it's kind of a cool stage in our relationship and life. Uh, but I, I remember uh, we got married in uh, North Florida, South, South uh, Georgia, as you can go, um, in a little Baptist church. And so when you're talking about what song did you dance to at your wedding, well, there was no dancing. There was no song. Uh, and so I thought, well, what would I wanted that song to be? And I don't know if it's nostalgia or, or what. I always loved uh, that Brian Adams song, you know, um, uh, Everything I Do, I Do It For You, you know. And so I, that that's what song I would have picked out. I, I don't know what my wife would have picked out, but, you know, I just I just love that song and it makes me think of her. So that's a good thing. Now, our first date, um, you know, me and her might disagree about this as well. Uh, one day, maybe uh, uh, we can do a podcast that how we got to you know, end up with our wife. Maybe we'll do that a Valentine's Day special or something like that. That'd be fun. That's a really good idea. And so we'll, we'll tell our stories. And uh, I like my story uh, a lot about how God intervened with my life and my wife's life to, to separate us and then bring us back together. But um, I would say it would have been July 4th um, that we had our first date. So we had been talking uh, we'd been 
friends for a while and she was coming up to visit some other friends and I said, hey, why don't you uh, join me and somebody and um, go to uh, a water park. So we went there and had the opportunity to go out on some paddle boats and we had kind of a heart to heart um, about our relationship and feelings and, and really realized uh, what was going on in our minds and our hearts with, a, with one another. So I, that would, to me, would be our first date. Now, she might disagree, but that that's a big one for me. And I understand, you know, I, I didn't dive into our first date yesterday, but um, I think you're right, getting on something around Valentine's Day uh, would be a great thing for us to kind of discuss some different ways we ended up together in, in both of our relationships with our current wives. But, you know, our first date was uh, the night before Donna graduated high school was our very first date, and we went to um, Mountasia. I, I remember Mountasia. Mountasia. Putt-putt go-karts all day long. Back in the day, Absolutely. you could go there, play putt-putt, do go-karts, and do arcade, and it would only cost you like 15 or 20 bucks a person to do stuff kind of all day long. And then we left from there and went to On the Border, uh, the Mexican restaurant, right over there near Barrett Parkway, and had a wonderful time of... Um, just hanging out and talking and getting to know each other a little bit. You know, that's kind of, we wanted an opportunity when we went out for our first date to, to have a chat. Kind of like you were talking about with the paddle boats and, and understand a little more about each other and things like that. And I think, I think when we talk about Mary and Joseph, um, I imagine, you know, of course stuff worked different back then. Absolutely. Customs were much different back then and the way that marriages were, were uh, done and put together and those types of things. And and I imagine they were kind of in the dating phase of all that stuff when Mary drops the yeah, bombshell. The, the courtship of yeah. the relationship. Uh, and I can't imagine. I was listening to you talking about Joseph and Joseph loving her all the way through. I, I couldn't help but wonder as I was listening to you preach, man, was there a moment that he said, you got to be kidding me. You think I'm going to buy this? You know, but... Thankfully, God saw past that, sent a messenger to Joseph and said, look, I know you're scared. I know you're afraid. Mary's the one for you. God's hand is involved in this. And that's what's important about relationships. That's what's important about love. You mentioned yesterday about doing premarital counseling, and I do a lot of that as well. And when relationships start to grow, we have a bad tendency of putting our desires and wants first. Mm. And that's not love. That's not love at all. You were asking the kids, what, what is love? What is love? Love is being uh, wanting somebody else's uh, wants and needs before your own. It's being unselfish in the biggest of ways. And when we can get to that phase, we can really start to understand how love is powerful and what role it plays in our lives and how important it is. And I think that's one of the things that kind of transitions well into talking about the fact of, um, you know, God is love. And diving into that is is God's way of showing us love and celebrating an Advent and, and Jesus' birth and all that that comes with that. He put what we needed above his own desire, even with his son. Absolutely. And, and sending Jesus in the way that he did and I'm sure you're right. Joseph was probably freaking out initially at some point. I don't see how it couldn't be. Um, but then once that baby is here, 
and experiencing God being love in a different way. And a way that had been promised, and they probably knew those promises from throughout the Old Testament and stuff like that. But here's God now in the form of Jesus. And he's the one that's here to save the world. Absolutely. I feel like when we look at the word love, we use it in different formats, different ways. And that's okay. I can say that I love that my Michigan Wolverines whooped up for the Big Ten Championship. I love that. Now, is that the same type of love I have for my wife and family? Absolutely not. But, you know, it does provoke an emotion and feeling. It, it took me to kind of lead on the idea that the Bible shows different types of love as well. And I just wanted to hit that up. In case you're curious about it, you can look more up on this. And I preached about it. I'm sure you have as well. But there's, you know, uh, the four different types of love that are mentioned in the Bible typically looked at. Some people say that there's five, but I'm not getting into all that. But eros, which is a sensual romantic love, the, mm -hmm. the love of courtship and, and wooing your wife uh, or husband in, in your relationship, you know, so so that's that's eros. And then there's storg, which I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but I'm okay with that. Uh, it's the love of family, mm. you know, the way that you love, you know, family, how important it is. Um, and so I can't help but think about Fast and Furious, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, family. You know, a, you know. Drive, you know, Ben Diesel's yeah, character, yeah. Tom, throughout the entire series. It's I love all these memes, you know, on different groups, but I'm family, you know. Exactly. Anyway, so that that's exactly. that type of love. And then you have philia love. And this is where Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, kind of gets its name, but that's brotherly, brotherly love that unites us with our friends and fellow believers. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's that type. And then there's agape which is this all-encompassing love that God shows us for all humankind, even when we don't see him or recognize him. See, that's, that's what baffled me early on in my faith, is that God loved me even when I didn't uh, show him the time of day. Yeah. And so, but that's that agape love. So when we say love, um, there's a lot of more to it than just the idea of, Oh, well, I love my car, or I love my house, or mm -hmm. I love my job. And, and I'm sure that there's different levels of that as well. Some healthy, some unhealthy. Yeah. And I think, I think diving into those, um, because so many of us throughout our lives have been in unhealthy relationships of some sort. Absolutely, um, yeah. It's kind of a, a crazy thing to think about, but the fact of what you were bringing up about uh, agape love and and the love that God has for us is just amazing to me that, just like you said, even when I didn't care who he was, what Jesus was trying to do in my life, how the Holy Spirit was trying to move and all this type of stuff, he still loved me and still wanted the best for me and everything that happened. Yeah, you ever wonder if, if Jesus was just pure agape love? Mm. No matter how many times the disciples or people would, would bash him or call him out or, you know, just ignore him. And sometimes they would beg him for something and then then not not show any uh, uh, gratitude and thankfulness when they received it. But the way that he was able to move through that was, was truly uh, an agape form of, of love. Some of the things that, I, that pop into my mind when we're talking about this and talking about agape love is is, you know, Jesus knew that Judas was going to betray him. 
Right. And he still washed his feet along with the other disciples. Jesus knew that some of the, like, many of them were going to go run and hide when he got arrested. And he still was there for them and still comforted them. And then even after his death, when Thomas is doubting, like, there's no way any of this has happened and all this type of stuff. Instead of Jesus being like, what do you mean? I told you this was going to happen the entire time. He shows up and shows him, feel right here. Right. Feel right here. He didn't abandon or judge him for doubting or anything like that. He loved him throughout that entire thing. And I think that's part of what makes that love so amazing. And, and, and trying to understand that that whole that phrase we said, God is love. Like in 1 John 4, 16, where it says that God is love. And I think it's also important for us to understand that, that God gives love as well. Yes. Even in times where we're struggling, God gives us away. I think about Mary, and, and if you read through the story of Mary, once she became pregnant, she, she left and went to Elizabeth's house for a while, um, for a few months. And, and I'm sure part of that was... Okay, we got to figure out how to deal with this situation. Um, how do we explain the fact of an angel came to you and all of these other things? Because everybody's going to hinge on the word pregnant in there. And um, But she goes to visit Elizabeth, and she I'm sure Mary had these thoughts, and these are a couple questions that were here. Um, she knew the truth, but how would everyone else see it? How was... How is this going to happen to her? But it says in Luke 1, 42 and 40 through 45, But as soon as Mary arrived, she was greeted with love. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear, Elizabeth exclaimed. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. And that's what I want to ask you, kind of this question. And I know it's kind of putting you on the spot. And it's a question that I hadn't even thought about until now. Is, I think God used Elizabeth in that situation to show love to Mary. And how many times in our lives, um, or if you could share an example of how, some, how God used someone else to show love to you. Sure. That's a great question. I, I've not really thought about it um, in preparation for this. But I'll say this is that our, our world is in desperate need of people who will just show a little bit of grace and love in the world today. Mm. And so I remember being a young, obnoxious uh, teenager, and I was like most teenagers. I wanted what I wanted. didn't really worry about what anybody else wanted. And I remember... Uh, there were certain events when I first started going to church. I wasn't necessarily going for all the right reasons. Mm -hmm. And so, but I was going. And I found myself in different camps and different things like this. And I'll never forget, uh, there was a group of us who thought in the middle of summer, it would be funny to get up at like one o'clock in the morning, sneak out of our cabin, go to the adult cabins and start singing Christmas carols as loud as we could. Um, just, just to be... <laughs> Uh, 
I don't know why. And so, so we're like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. You know, that's what you think when you're 14, 15, you know, 16 year old, like, and we did. And I'll never forget this, this chaperone comes and he, he knew it was us. We weren't very good at hiding, you know, who we were. Uh, so he busted in. He's like, what do you think you're doing? You know, coming in, waking everybody up, going through the camp, singing Christmas carols. And he's like, you just need to go to bed. And so we are like, oh, okay, we'll, we'll go to bed, go to bed. And so the next day, I'm being kind of timid and shy because, you know, we've been busted, we've been caught. Mm-hmm. The hand in the cookie jar, and he came up and just said, I, I liked your rendition of, of this, and I can't even remember what song it was, you know. And it kind of broke the ice to develop a relationship with this individual. And he ended up just being a great influence in my life. Mm-hmm. In fact, the very first mission trip I went on was to Mexico, and I wasn't even quite graduated from high school. So my parents actually had to sign over, like, guardianship. Mm-hmm. And it was to this man who... who you know, had had busted in my cabin door and tore us up, but had showed love the next day by saying, "Hey, you know," and and we, yeah, I, I think people like that who come into your lives, if only for a, a short span of time. I mean, I'll never forget Lamar. I still have. He gave me a, a crystal uh, figure uh, of years and years and years and years ago, and I, I still keep it on my bookshelf. To remind me of, of like, you know, scripture says that sometimes your angels are, you know, and to me at that time, at that moment in my life, I, I needed somebody like that to help show me and direct and lead me on a more spiritual way and show me that being a spiritual loving Christian didn't mean you always had to act or pretend to be a certain way. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, um, I think God put Elizabeth there with Mary at that time. Just, I, this is a story I've shared before, but I had a preschool teacher um, when I was four years old that shared the gospel with my parents. And it was really the first time it clicked with them. And she loved them so much to do that, to, to jump in with them. And she did it in a way of, you know, um, and she invited families over for, for dinner that were coming into her preschool class for the first time. And got to know the families a little bit and, and shared the love of Jesus with them. And that transformed everything in, in my parents' life and, and now in my life and my sister's life and everything that became important to us throughout um, growing up and, and church being an important part of who we were and, and our relationship with Christ being at the foremost importance in anything we did, whether it was relationships or decisions we make or the direction we're supposed to go and if not for miss joe presley was her name Hmm. if not for her stepping in in that moment and answering god's call on her life to share the gospel with other people who knows what would have happened to this point and i think i think god shows love through so many different people and sometimes we miss it Sometimes we miss those opportunities and, and different things. And I think, you know, I closed the sermon yesterday sharing about this story with my wife um, of this letter she wrote me back in high school. And that was an instant of God using her to show love to me and a love 
experience before um, from another person as far as and, and now here we are about to celebrate you know 13 years of, of marriage and it's been of course a roller coaster ride it hasn't always been ups there have been downs throughout the entire thing but there have been some important parts in our life um, that have kind of built us and entwined us into who we are in our relationship together today just like I think this moment with Mary and Joseph. Yeah, it was questionable to start with, and there were big questions that were surrounding it, but I can't imagine once they embraced what was happening, how much stronger that made them as a couple. Absolutely. And there's so many different opportunities in our lives um, as, as couples, as in our marriages, um, people that are struggling. All over our world, there are people that are struggling, and, and it's something that, that Chris and I here have, t- have talked about a good bit, and um, what's awesome is, uh, through some connections that Chris has, we're going to have an opportunity to strengthen our marriages a little bit yeah. to come together. Yeah, so as we kind of transition into this part, I just want to say that if you want to give a, a gift that really matters this season... Um, you know, seek out what love is. Mm. Because love to you might not be the same as love to your spouse and discovering one another in the way that we work and operate and think and function. And life is hard. Mm-hmm. Life right now is hard. And, and we forget about that. So we try to cover it up with all sorts of different things. And if you just keep covering it up sooner or later... You know, it's going to just come back to the forefront of what's going on in the world. And so, you know, try to love somebody, uh, especially if you're in a marriage and your spouse. Go a little bit farther. And I I don't even know what I mean by that. Mm. But maybe you do. Or I would like to help you figure that out. And so this is something that I'm very passionate about. I mentioned it just at the brief end of our first podcast last week. But in March, we are going to have an incredible opportunity to have an organization here that I've worked with before to do a marriage retreat. I knew when me and you first talked about me coming here that if I came to Faith Community Church that this was going to be at the forefront I wanted to do. And I've been here now a little bit over a year and we're finally getting around to having space and opportunity to put this together and do it. So this is just not for Faith Community Church uh, couples. This is for anybody. And this is not for just for people who are struggling. This is for relationships that have been together for 50 years, 60 mm. years. This is for anybody in any part of the relationship who just wants to love their spouse and significant other a little bit more. And so we're going to have information going on about it. It's going to be a, a Friday afternoon evening. So if you get off work, you'll still be able to get it. And then a Saturday morning through kind of lunch time. Um, and you won't regret it. I could stand here and talk about this for a long time, and we'll keep mentioning it. Mm-hmm. But I just want you to pray about this if you're a couple that's out there. There will be a hundred reasons why you can't do it. You're busy, events, and this and that. I'm looking for you to look for one reason why it's important to do it. Now, there will be cost to it, but if that comes in the way of it, don't let that stop you. We're going to have scholarships and opportunities to help out with that. But this is going to be worth it 
anytime you invest in your relationship, God seems to see that and, and give you a full blessing on that. So remember that in March, we will be hosting this. You'll see a lot of promotion going on about it. But go ahead, mark your calendars down for the 18th, 19th, and be praying about what that is. It'll be a great Christmas gift mm -hmm. to give out, maybe to your spouse. Look, I, I'm doing this for us. So I hope that you'll be able to, to be a part of that. And if you're a, 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 from a different church, man, go talk to your pastor about maybe having some couples come join it. We're just hosting it. This is not us doing it. We're hosting it, having this organization come in. I'll be happy to meet with anybody and share more about uh, this opportunity. Yeah, and I wanted Chris to have a chance to kind of dive a little deeper into that uh, for the last couple minutes here. Just, you know, as we're talking about this uh, this story of love and, and the story of Mary and Joseph was one that was vital in the, in the message yesterday and vital to the whole um, story of Jesus. Absolutely, yeah. And yep. that's why I wanted to dive into that give him an opportunity to give a little bit of information about the marriage retreat. Now, Freeman hasn't done this, but me and him have been to a ton of different types of retreats where you go off or you stay or you go and you, you listen to speakers. And this one is totally different in the way that they approach helping you get to understand your spouse a little bit better and giving you practical ways of growing closer with one another through God. And not changing who you are, but instead seeking who God has made you in the strength of one another in the relationship. So it, it'll, it'll be worth it. So a couple other things we just want to hit on here as we close down is um, a couple of big ones that are coming up. Um, our kids' Christmas party that's on the 11th this, this Saturday. Yeah, this Saturday. From 3 to 5. Uh, I know there's quite a few different um, Craft booths that are going to yeah, be set up. Yeah, it's like a fair. It's going to be set up like a fair, man. Everybody loves a fair. Yeah, the kids will get to walk around, go from different spot to spot. I'm going to go find a funnel cake. We might not have them here, but, I, you know, if you go to the fair, you got to have funnel cake. I'm going to find me a funnel cake. We'll just you pile know. some powdered sugar yeah. on, a, yeah. on a plate, and it'll be good to go. Um, one thing I want you to be in prayer about tomorrow as well is, uh, um, is the kids that are going to be coming through for that because we don't know who from this community will be here. And uh, so be in prayer in the next couple days leading up to that as, as we prepare for that and get everything ready for that. And then want to mention the ladies' Christmas gathering, which is next uh, Wednesday night here at the Foundry. You do not have to already be a part of this, or maybe you visited us a few times, or maybe you just, for some weird reason, found this and are listening to it today, we we want to invite everybody. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be from 6.30 to 8 p.m. Um, next Wednesday night, the 15th. Invite you guys to be a part of it. And one of the big ones we want to hit on, and you're going to see some more videos and, and promotion about it in the coming weeks, but it's our Christmas Eve service that yes. we're going to host. Yes, Christmas Eve is always uh, a time for families to get together and to really... Be ready for, for what Christmas is truly about. So we're going to be hosting our Christmas Eve service at 6 p.m. here at the Foundry. It's going to be a great time just to get together. God takes over. I can't even say it's anything that me and you will do. Or The music's going to be good. The message is going to be good. All of that will be great. But really, it's about just worshiping together. Yeah. Really sinking uh, your, your, your mind, body, and soul into worship as we prepare for Christmas. And con connecting together in that way yeah. as a family with your immediate family and also your family here in this community of faith.
faith is a great way to celebrate the whole reason we're supposed to be celebrating. Yeah. And that's through the, so far, the hope and love that comes in Jesus. And um, next week, we're going to be jumping into a, to a new word to kind of celebrate a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and just on the Christmas Eve thing, I can't remember what, if it was a great theologian or you know, wise man who spoke, you know, philosopher, but it was once said the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. So, you know, we, we just, that's Christmas Eve. So be excited about that. But yes, next Sunday, we're going to be going over the word joy and what that is. Uh, and there's a difference between joy and happiness. And we're going to really dive into that. And as we get into Christmas, I always like talking about gifts that matter. I know people are buying gifts left and right. Um, carts are being filled up online right now. But I always encourage people to look for those gifts that matter that will support other organizations and other things that uh, make an impact in the world. And So next week, our guest is going to actually have a little area set up outside the, 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 the worship space uh, where we'll be able to get some gifts that matter. And I know, guys, look, I know it's not December 24th, but I give you permission to go ahead and shop a little bit early for that. But I'm so excited to have a, a testimony and guest talk about uh, joy in, in the most unlikely places. Mm. And so uh, it's going to be a great Sunday to be here. And we hope that you will join us and, and be a part of that. So we want to thank you guys for being with us the first couple of weeks here of Advent. And uh, as we continue to dive into this God with us and what that looks like in the... Um, celebrating the coming of Jesus is such a big part of who we are as Christians. And sometimes we downplay that, but, but thank you guys for joining us today as we dive yeah. into love and look forward to talking to you again next week. Show somebody some love this week simply by inviting them to church, whether it's here at Faith Community Church or your local church or wherever it is, invite somebody. Show them uh, a bigger love. Maybe, maybe you don't get along with somebody at work and maybe that's who you should invite. Uh, but we hope that you have a blessed week and enjoyed some of our Sunday leftovers. Sounds great.